Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, welcome to the RTGA podcast, hurling only show this week, you know, because we have two All-Ireland hurling semi-finals this weekend. One, a rematch of last year's All-Ireland final, and the other, a rematch of, I think, about every second or third All-Ireland final ever played, Lords. to go back in history. So uh, there's 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 plenty to talk about here. That I, I speak, of course, of Limerick v. Waterford and Kilkenny v. Cork. Um, we'll get to Kilkenny v. Cork in a bit, lads, but uh, we will start with the match between Limerick and Watford and I'm delighted to say today I am joined by Henry Shefflin, Shane Dowling and as always by Rory O'Neill. How are we doing lads? Good Mikey. Hi good Mikey. Good. Come on Mikey. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Right, it's a rematch of last year's final obviously. Um, and the Monster final. And the Monster final. So two teams know each other well. Um, Shane the one thing uh, it's hard to make a case against Limerick here and I know you're not going to make it so I'll make it to your face and see what you say back La- last year uh, Colm Keyes in the Indo today has an interesting piece about how the it seems the new rules have had an effect on uh, fouling in the in the in the kind of the goal scoring zone that's kind of been cut in half they reckon going by stats from the National League official GA stats and then I looked at it I said last year Limerick conceded two goals in four matches this year in two matches they've already conceded four goals and Sean Finns you know kind of said we won't get away with what we did the last day out again you know in terms of, uh, of discipline um is there hope for other teams in that scoring a goal and hurling unlike the last couple of years does seem to be a possibility now and we actually have a couple of teams out there Corker the ones that spring the mind who are making goal scoring almost like their their number one aim. And is that the only way you think that Limerick can be outscored? Well, I think what's diff- very obvious, and, and it was very obvious from the start of the year, is that Cork, you obviously have a huge intention on going for goals. And that's not saying that other teams are don't, but more so than any other team in the championship, I think Cork seem to have this you know, thing within them that if an opportunity arises, that they are going to go for a goal as, as often as they can. And saying that, I remember Stephen Bennett the last day, the Waterford were 5 1 up. He had a handy opportunity to put it 6 1 up, and he went for the goal. And obviously, he, he was overturned, and, and Shane McCannon scored down the other end. So, I think what's that, what, 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 the underwriting thing here, I think, Mike, is that forwards know that they can now take the man on. And if they're going to be fouled, the chances of them getting a penalty, you know, are obviously quite high. And I definitely think I've seen that this year more so than any other year that forwards are now taking the man on and going for it because they know that the backs can't pull them down where in previous years they knew that there was probably no point in doing it because they're just going to be pulled down and get a point anyway so there's definitely going to be a huge amount of, uh, there's definitely more goals being scored and I think you know there was even times I was looking at it and saying actually if this was last year they wouldn't have went for that goal so it's very obvious and there's definitely teams that are going for a lot more goals Yeah, I, I, I think Mikey it's some of this is because of Limerick's you know Efficiency at scoring such high scores, thirty points plus. Like uh, I think teams have identified if they're going to take down Limerick, they're going to have to score a couple of goals. So everyone is targeting that. Obviously, as well as at the onset of the two-man full forward line, those players inside are just given one job. They've loads of speed, but they're told if you win it, you go at your man. And obviously, then as Colin Keys has outlined, the, the cynical fouls are probably not as prevalent. But I listened back to Liam Cal's interview after the match last year, the All Ireland final. 
and he referenced we needed to score two or three goals to beat Limerick. So that's high in the agenda. So I definitely think Cork are one team, but I think Watford are goal thirsty as well. They just mm. want goals. We've, we've said it a few times, Rory, on the podcast, haven't we, how Limerick flood the middle third and from watching from the stand, you'd be screaming at him, you know, just just play a 20-yard forward ball. You know, you've got, as Henry referenced, you've got two forwards inside, they're one-on-one, just, just get the ball in there. But obviously, when you're actually down on the pitch in that middle third that's been flooded by the by, by Limerick players, it's it's close to, A, impossible to see that pass, and B, get it off in time. But do both teams play very similarly, Limerick and Waterford, that is? Um, I think both teams actually do set up quite similarly in that, You've got kind of um, a sort of a the tip of the spear in Aaron Galland stroke Desi Hutchinson. You're dro- they both dropping players deep into that, and I wouldn't like people used to say it's the middle sixty fives. It's almost in between the two forty fives if we want to bring football parlance into hurling. And I know I might get in trouble for that, <laughs> but but, uh, but it's like that middle area is going to become a bit of a war zone, I'd imagine uh, on. On Saturday, and it's going to be like they, they, they do play very similar styles, both of them. I would say Liam Cahill has probably taken a leaf out of the Limerick book by and large. Um, do they have the power and the physical presence to execute that kind of a game? I think we'll see on Saturday. They, they've, they've come up short on a couple of occasions. I mean, look, the reality is last year's All Ireland final, albeit being played in winter conditions, they never really raised the gallop. Now, I think this time around, summer conditions obviously will suit them a little bit better. They have lots of pace in and around that area. The other thing that strikes me about Watford as well, um, and they're nearly out on their own in this, their ability to get that ball up in close quarters, play in small spaces, is nearly unparalleled. They're up, like they, they have so many really quality stick merchants in that midsection. That I, that's why I give them a good chance on Saturday. Now, will it be enough to sort of, you know, to, to match fire with fire and meet Limerick halfway? Like Limerick can play, we all know what we're going to get from Limerick. And, but nobody can stop them. That's how good they are. And that's how well oiled and well, and well drilled they are. The one caveat that I'd probably throw in from Waterford's perspective, if they were looking for a little bit of hope, is... I think they hit a utopian like display against Tipperary in that second half and particularly in that second quarter. Would it be is it possible to reach those heights again? I mean, the two lads would be better placed to tell mm. to tell us there, but that, that might be chasing the dragon a small bit from a, a Waterford pers- or from a Limerick perspective, in that like it was just perfect. Everything was just so perfect the way well, they, they they'd that. hope they won't find themselves in that situation again, I suppose. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, but but and 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 they possibly won't need to reach that those levels. Yeah. But I think it's just going to make for an absolutely intriguing contest. On on, the, on that reaching that on that level, um Shane, I just wanted to get your you've probably spoken about it before, but I I you know, he's pro- he's been talked about now as if Limerick win the All-Ireland, he's probably the hurler of the year and Kyle Hayes, Kyle Hayes, he's got two goals from wing back. Um, the one the last day, you know, a beggar belief, let's be honest with you. I don't think many of us had seen anything like it before. When you finished uh-huh. up with Limerick, he was a scoring wing forward. Now he's a scoring wing back. Was there anything in how he played with you or against you at club level that suggested he was going to make that move back? And are you surprised in any way by kind of what he's made of the role? Started centre-back, I think, didn't he? 
Well, he, yeah, so he would have played centre back, we'd say, with with um with with Limerick underage when he when he was obviously mm. grown up, whatever. But I remember we had this debate uh, myself and Don Logue when Limerick played Cork in the league, and Don Logue was comparing, you know, Declan Hannan at centre back compared to Kyle Hayes centre back, and you know, whenever Declan finishes up, that Kyle might be the obvious choice to fit the bill in there. And you know, my point that there was that I don't think Kyle is ever going to make a six. Not because he's not good enough to play there, but because he'd be restricted if he plays there. Like when do you okay? You have to maybe, sit. You have to sit. You, ha- you have to sit essentially yeah. for the majority of it. Whereas a wing back now has a license to fly up and down the field. And like the one thing that I obviously always saw with Kyle anyway was his his physique and his athleticism. Like you know, and uh, I think you know Jackie called him an, a, an athletic freak, and he's probably right in what he's saying. Like the power of the man is unbelievable. But like if you go back even to when we won the All Ireland in two thousand eighteen, like we had Dermot, Declan, and Dan Morrissey, and with the greatest respect to all three, you know what Kyle is doing now wouldn't be their game. Dermot might pop up with a couple of points, but he wouldn't go up that wing at that pace. And I think you know like. What has John Kiley and Paul Knock done for Limerick over the last couple of years? Well, they've done a fair amount, uh, but the one thing that they have done is they've definitely created a new wing-back role going forward for a long number of years because I wouldn't have seen that coming. I remember when when uh, Limerick played Tipperary last year, uh, it, was the first, it was the first day they'd done it, and uh, it was all kept under wraps, obviously, as it would be. And from then on, it's just been an incredible move because not only has he got what he's done this year. But if you go back last year, he should have got the first goal against Galway in the semi-final. He should have definitely got a goal against Waterford. A shocking miss. And I told him the same. He should have done better. <laughs> so, like, to be fair, you know, he has not just got, you know, a goal or two this year, two goals. He actually has had chances to get a lot more in the last two years. It's phenomenal, really, how he's turned around. Um, looking at Waterford, Henry, one thing we one thing that was very noticeable the last day, and it... It's kind of incredible considering the losses Waterford have suffered in terms of injuries and withdrawals and stuff in the last year. The The impact of their bench last day was phenomenal. Uh, Neil Montgomery and Mikey Kiley, I think they got 2-4 between them off the bench, which is kind of, it's almost, it's it's what you need now, I suppose, because the game is is so uh, physically demanding and, you know, the you know, you're, you're, you need that injection of fresh blood I suppose so to be able to count well not count on it but the last day to get 2-4 off the bench is phenomenal going isn't it yeah and similar well Mikey Kyle is probably a little bit different but Neil Montgomery would have been there thereabouts and similar to Jack Pendergast Peter Hogan that style of play that's very quick and fast and obviously he had a massive impact the big thing for me in Waterford is that it's the big M they have momentum you know and I think that's what Waterford craved and Listening to Liam Cal after last year's All Ireland, it was a very interesting article actually he did in the Examiner uh, last February, where he said seven days out from the All Ireland they played an internal match, and obviously it was on the back of a great victory against Kilkenny. But he said he knew that day they were he was very worried leaving the fields. He was just he said for some reason he said maybe they'd be tentative, they weren't, they were a bit nervous about the All Ireland final, and he said we lost the momentum. Obviously they have no issue with that heading into this week after the last two performances. So, and that's what we crave. They crave that just let them go and just let them at it. And that's the kind of attitude, the carefree attitude they have at the moment. And that's the way that I think they approach the Tipperary game and the Galway game. And they've had two massive victories on it. Um, the bench press is, is something that we've all spoken about. And, and, you know, with Shane not there and some other changes in, in the Limerick setup, are they a strong coming in off the bench? You know, will Galan be back in from the start? We would all expect he will be. So will that, Graham Mulcahy coming in have as much impact as he would have had previously you know Galan absolutely turned this game in his head the last day lucky to stay on obviously but 
he did. He, as Rory said, he's the apex of that pyramid, and he's such a key element to, to their game plan. So, but back to your point, I think Watford's confidence and the momentum they have, and the style they're going, they'll take great, great momentum into it. And and I suppose the, the big thing, Rory, you talked about, you know, styles are similar. I'd see it to a certain extent, but that's yeah. where Limerick kind of played that middle towards through the lines, but they're able to get it in then very fast inside. Watford are running. I've really, I've, yeah. I've refined that. They've tried to do that, but I think the big thing for me is that the physicality of what Limerick bring, you know, can Watford get the ball in their hand first of all, and can they break the line? Can they actually start to move the two or three yards to create that overlap? That's going to be the big thing that whoever can set the terms of reference of of what game style they're going to use would be the big thing. Yeah. And I think as well, like Rory, you know, you said there that, you know, what, that Liam Cahill maybe, maybe have taken leaf out of Limerick's book, but I don't believe in monkey see, monkey do. Like when, when Kilkenny were at their height of their powers, you know, back mm. in the, we'd say the 2000s or whatever, like going in trying to take on Kilkenny in their game, you were never going to win because they were just too good at it. And to be fair to Limerick, you know, they're now five years on the road of doing the same game plan with the majority mm. of the same team. Like if you go in and just try beat Limerick at what they do or think you can beat Limerick at what they can do or change your game to try and copy Limerick, I don't think you're going to beat them. And I'm not saying you got to come with something different or you got to come, to, come with something mad um, but I don't think like the last day the runners that Watford had off the shoulder and that can be said kind of you know blase but, but they actually had someone running with intent all the time and I don't think the Limerick have that actually to be honest and to the same degree as what Watford do and it kind of just what Henry said there is that if they can get the ball in their hand turn and actually release that hand pass to the runners coming at pace then I do see them causing Limerick problems because I think they do that as good, better than anybody in the country. Whereas Limerick could go to playing the ball around at pace and delivering it at pace before any teams can get their hands on them. So I think there's a small difference there. And, and that's the that's the big conundrum is that like you have you have Dermot Burns, Declan Hannan, Kyle Hayes, mm-hmm. Willow Donahue, Darrow Donovan, Grod Hegarty, Keen Lynch, and uh, Tom, Morrissey. Tom Morrissey. So. <laughs> it's not easy to get the ball and get it in your hand and break those lines. That's where Limerick are so good because they, they're physically and well able to hurl and then they've brilliant wrists that they can. Like Rory, you, you talked about in a tight space. Like, is there anyone better than Keane Lynch no, in a tight space? No, you know, so no. um be an interesting matchup to see be interesting matchup actually to see would they risk someone like Connor Gleason on Keane Lynch? I mean, is that a risk in its own right? I mean, you know, like Connor Gleason, as we know, you know, he he can get himself into little bits of trouble here and there. Like, and is that just a straight up man marking job that they could potentially imply? I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's actually, that, that is an interesting one because the, the, I suppose the importance then of Ty de Berka is, I'm uh, sorry, of Jamie Barnes. I mentioned goes to Christmas Passer. Sorry, by accident, the, the, the importance now of Jamie Barron, Shane to, to Limerick or to Waterford cannot be overstated really. Can it? He's, he came back during at the end of the leash game and now they probably would have won that game anyway, but it's stark how different they are with him in the team than without him in the team. It is. And I think it comes back to like the first 15 minutes, the last day I thought he was just unbelievable, basically unmarkable. Like he was just classed to be honest. And, mm. But I think you see the, the way Waterford are playing now just suits his game down to a fine art. Like, you know, it's, it's all built on pace and speed runners off the shoulder and that's what he's so good at I mean if you put Jamie Barron into the middle of the field to a game 10 years ago 
I don't think he'd have lasted because it was just a totally different game. And Henry, you could come in and that because you'd obviously know a lot better than I would in terms of that. But I just think he, everything that they're after, it just suits him absolutely down to the ground. But I that some of his skills and point taking abilities from difficult angles under pressure on top of the other stuff I'm not just saying that he's good because he's able to run off the shoulder and pass a few balls no his hurling ability has always been there but I just think the reason he's standing out is because this is Waterford's second year under Mikey Beavens and Liam Cahill you know they know how to do it a lot better they've worked hard on it and that's why I believe he's better at it is because he's seen it now for the second year rather than the first year and I don't you're right his, his presence can't, can't be understated and I think Obviously, no one, William O'Donoghue, I'd say he'll probably want to take on the challenge of marking him. And, uh, you know, would he have the pace be... for him, though? Would he have the legs to keep up with him, Shane? But, I mean, if he doesn't, then you put Darrell Donovan on him and does he yeah. have the legs to put on him? So, and then you want yeah. to try to put Keen Lynch on him. So it's kind of, you know, you just have to go with what you have. And listen, William, he might look the fastest, but he's far from slow. Right. And his physicality on top of everything else, like kind of comes back to what I said a while ago as well, Henry. But you know, we'll be trying to stop him getting the ball into the hand because when mm. they do get their balls in the hand, Trouble. then they could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And that's the great thing about Limerick. You have players like William O'Donoghue who, who, no doubt, I can see going out and sacrificing his game on on, on Sunday. Sorry, on Saturday, just to shut down JB Barron. Mm-hmm. And as we get to the prediction stage, Mikey, like for me, like you have Desi Hutchison, right, key man. So Sean Finn straight away takes him. You know, on the other side, though, watch if Keen Lynch, who marks him? You have Seamus Flanagan, who marks him? You have Peter Casey in great form as well, who marks him? And obviously, Galan as well, who marks him? And then you have the two lads in the wings. So I think someone like Conor Gleeson, if he's back, is going to be needed inside in the full back line. Watford concede a lot of goals in the league. I don't know how many goals they concede in the league, but they concede a lot of goals. And to be fair, Limerick last week, we, sorry, the Munster final, we would have questioned they needed goals. And they answered that um, superbly in the second half. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of matchups that Limerick can easily get on them in. But Watford, they're, they're short one or two, I think, and it's going to be the, the problem for them. And it's going to be a lot of head scratching for Liam Cal and Mikey Beavins and the management team this week, I think. Okay, so you've led us on to it there. You've got to predictions. Are you predicting a Limerick win, Henry? Yes, I am, yeah. Yeah, because of that, I just think, you know, and, and you know, that first half performance by Tipperary was massive in the Munster final, but it was very disappointing from a Limerick perspective. Um, and they responded like true champions for that reason alone, I think, you know. And I'm sure what John Kiley did in advance of that match, if, if Galan not starting, has really, I'd say, pricked the ears of everyone on the panel to say it's serious competition here. So... For that reason, I think they'll be very focused. They can see, uh, I suppose, the speed train coming in Watford and they'll go about their business. And I think it'll be a tighter game than they are in the final last year, but I think Limerick will have too much. Will you predict them at half-time, Henry, or what do you think you're going to do? <laughs> no, Shane, I, 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 I'm just staying away from that this time, I can tell you. <laughs> the 10-point uh, the 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 lead is the most dangerous lead in hurling, We were down in Parky Creeve that day, and I had a few, you know, we were very close to the stand there, and a few Tipperary fans up beside me, and they never left me alone for the first half, roaring and shouting. <laughs> But they went very quiet, and then had a few Limerick lads underneath. Me. They turned the volume up. So they they didn't know what I'd said at halftime. So I'm happy with that. Okay. Uh, but b- briefly, Shane, um, are you predicting a win for your home county? I am. I think 
Waterford's momentum, as we spoke about earlier, will carry him into the game quite well. And I think it would be a very close game up to maybe up to the last water break. But one thing we haven't touched on us was briefly mm. is just the four weeks in a row. And I don't care who you are, what you've done. Yes. They, like, and they had no push over against Leash either. Like, so they've had three mm. hard games in a row. I don't care. It has to tell like that. Listen, I'm sure they're mentally strong players, but just and if Limerick can turn the screw at all in the last seven or eight minutes, that has to be playing on their mind as well. So for that reason, and probably that reason alone, is my main re- um, thinking yeah. of why Limerick will win. And Rory, yeah, well, you know, I said to you at the very beginning of the year that I felt Waterford were going to win the All Ireland, and then I went away from them um, after before the Galway match because I thought the performance against uh, Clare was so flat. No, in fairness to them. Look, as you as you mentioned, Jamie Barron was missing, and he does make them tick, and that he was a huge loss for that match. I I I just have a I have a sneaky feeling this is their year, um, not just on Sunday Saturday. I think they might do it, and I went away from them once, which is probably a mistake on my part. I'm going to stick with them again. Um, just the one cocks, small the cock isn't going to crow twice. So. No, one small story is I have a good friend of mine who's been based in UCC, he's involved in UCC hurling club. And uh, in the GA club in UCC, and a couple of years ago, he just kept on saying, kept telling me about all these Waterford players that were coming in, and they've like you, as you know, UCC have players coming from all over Munster, and he just just couldn't get over just how skillful they were. And I think if they can marry the skills that they have and bring bring a meet Limerick fire with fire, and in in the physical stakes, I think they have a really good chance to to uh, upset the books. Okay. Okay. We'll so we forgot. We never even mentioned Austin Gleeson. That'll tell you now. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's in great yeah. form. So he is in no, great form. Yeah. Intriguing. Intriguing. Right. We'll move on to the other game, which is no less intriguing. Henry, I don't know if you've spotted it, but I, I've kind of spotted this, and I've probably been guilty of it as much as anybody. But there's kind of a narrative now around Kilkenny, where they're being praised to high heavens for their durability, how they won't give up on a game, how they'll fight to the end. I know, yeah, but we used to talk about it. Why can Kenny team didn't didn't say like that? But we also used to say they were fantastic hurlers and you know Mm. that this, that, and the other thing. They are almost now, Henry, getting praised for being for winning matches despite a lack of hurling, which is obviously not true. But there's like this odd narrative I'm hearing around Kilkenny now where they're kind of, you know, their um their durability and their unwillingness to yield is almost greater than their ability to hurl, which if that's been in any way been uh, gleaned down in Kilkenny, I can't imagine it goes down too well. No, I don't think it's, you've heard that around Kilkenny. You know, I've heard some of our panelists on the Sunday game and they've, they haven't even referenced Kilkenny in their analysis and, and their predictions. So um, I think that's just the way, and maybe that's because Brian Cody has been there so long. That's the way they've been envisaged and, and they're at the top for such a high level. So because of that, um, I think that's, that's, that probably hasn't gone unnoticed down here, Mikey, to be honest. But but there have been subtle changes in the way they've played. I think that has been an improvement in their performances, and we've seen that. And just look at the record over the last couple of years. That's why I'm surprised people just kind of don't talk about them as much. Maybe we've spoken about them so much that they've been pushed back a little bit, and the, the newer teams and teams coming through the qualifiers get that kind of uh, more airtime, I suppose. But but look, I think it is. But look, isn't it a great narrative to have, Mikey? And they've shown that in spades over the years. And, and that's what we always know we will get from a Brian Coley team and a team. And I suppose from a Kenny perspective, Michael Kenny hat, you, you'd have to know this. If you have that, you have a chance. And Kenny definitely have a chance, I think, this weekend. 
Yeah, I'll go to I'll go to you next, Rory, with the um the the stat which I I managed between Olympics madness this morning managed to to drag out. Um, Cork have played Kilkenny twenty five times this century in league and championship, and they've won seven of them, Mm. which is um. (laughs) Obviously, not a, I suppose Cork's stats against most of their major rivals this century probably don't stand up to the last century as to kind of the nature of it. But um, you know, it, there probably used to be a, a slight psychological, not hold, but at least it, Cork might have had a menace before facing a game, a game against Kilkenny, which you'd argue isn't there for this current Cork team. Well, I don't know about that, Mikey. I'd still see... like the. Do you remember the scene in um remember the scene in uh when they were talking about Hyman Roth and the Godfather 2 where they, where um I don't know who it was says to Michael Corleone your father might not like Hyman Roth your father might not get on with Hyman Roth but your father always respected Hyman Roth and that's, <laughs> and, and that's and that is the way Cork would always look at Kilkenny I mean it's they're kind of look are they they're they're the all blacks of our sport really you know they're the they're they're still the yardstick by which most teams will measure themselves are they as strong as they were no that's that's absolutely fair they're not they're not they don't have the same uh personnel to pick from but you know that they're not going to be found wanting for fight they're not going to be found wanting for commitment desire they will want they will die on every ball you will literally have to be boarding up the coffin to 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 beat them and to to make sure that it is shipped out and gone if you want to win this and that's where I'd be a small bit fearful, like that the game will end up in the trenches. We well, Rory, for, Rory, sorry, we know, we know for, the, sorry, go on, Rory, Henry. I was going to say the other thing is that they're probably some of the most skillful hurlers. They're probably one of the all-time greats in TJ Reid, and and, True. and that narrative I think is sometimes lost. You know, like mm. Shane will probably come in in the back I'm of sure this. Adrian, but like, Adrian, Adrian Mullen is like is 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 is, is, is going to be a special talent. There's no doubt. Oh, and Cody already is. Oh, and Cody already is. Mm. Like they have some fabulous hurdles. I do think there's one key point though. Fergal Horgan is repping, and as we know, look, mm. Fergal. What's the best way to put this? Leave his whistle uh, in the dressing room. Yeah. Right. So I, I I I don't agree with that narrative either. I think Fergal lets the flow. <laughs> yes, he does. Let's like, let's flow. Not, like, let, let, Fergal let's, is let, not the best. But like, but Horner Rory, he's not the best referee because he lets it flow. Like he, mm. he, you know, people respect him. You talk about respect. People respect him. They know if they do something wrong, he'll pull you up on it. Yeah. If he goes after something, he'll do it. And that's why he's the top referee. You know, it's oh, not no, because oh, no. let, you like, know. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, like, look, I do think. From Cork's perspective, forewarned is forearmed. They mm. know going into this, especially look, you just look at the Kilkenny Wexford game. If you're going to be looking for protection from the rules or the ref, forget about it. Cork know that now going into Sunday. So I think they'll be they'll be prepared for that side of it. And it's not like they're shrinking violets themselves. I think the key thing from Cork's perspective is they just need to keep that ball moving quickly, moving it as fast as possible. Don't get down, don't get involved in an arm wrestle like they did two years ago in the second half where Kilkenny came out and basically, um, you know, pulled Cork down into the trenches and what are you made of? And lo and behold, we're showing up again. I'd hope that they'll have learned a little bit from that. There's a lot of personnel changes since then. Um, but I'd be very, very nervous from a Cork perspective going into this game. On, on those personnel changes, I, 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 I sorry. I, Go on. Sorry, I was going to come in again because I think that 2019 game, I actually was at it, Rory, and to be honest with you, Cork went at him. Horgan was brilliant that same day. In but in the second half, half yeah. Cork retrieved. Yeah. In the second half, though, Cork retrieved up the field. They mm. all went back the field. Kilkenny had two half-backs standing in the row. Horgan up top on his own. 
and they were never they weren't attacking it with the same yeah. ferocity as they were in the first half. Mm. So like and and you said that there a lot of changes. I was just looking. Kenny of seven of that team, Cork of seven of that team. Yeah, more than likely. Either side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Both, both sides. Both, both sides have a lot of personality. Yeah. Yeah. And that, on that, Shane, I suppose well, the, the stick that was always used to, to beat Cork in the last couple of years was the defence. No one really questioned the attack too much. You know, going into this game, you know, in, in Patrick Collins, if a goalkeeper who is very solid between the sticks and also people's concerns about his his um his restarts are kind of dissipating. And then you got Sean O'Donoghue, a cornerback, and Tim O'Mahony, a wingback, who are two of the most informed defenders. The Cork defence now isn't isn't the weakness perhaps we thought of it, thought it to be in the last couple of years. No, it's not. And I, I'd say I, could, I just come back to that in two seconds, Mikey. Just two things I'd like to say there is, and Henry came in and said one thing that kind of gets lost is that the Kenny forwards and a lot of them are some of the most skillful players in the country. I think it's very obvious why the talk is that, you know, about Kenny in recent years is because all of us, you know, basically Kenny team off of Henry Shefflin, Eddie Brennan, Owen Larkin, uh, Richie Power, you know, Richie Hogan, Richie Hogan. I mean, you're looking at all the, you're, you're looking at all these names and next thing, these current players aren't at the same skill level that them players were and all of a sudden you think they're not great hurlers and that's that's where that's where the problem lies and it's not as if they're they're uh being not spoken about it's just unfortunately for them they're taken over from a group that were just once in a lifetime you know players so i think that's why they they don't get spoken about as much the second thing i'll say is that i don't know if you remember maybe five or ten minutes into the second half of the leinster final there was one particular clip underneath the hogan stand that lasted for about a minute and a half oh, and yeah, it ended yeah. up but i think it was a james yeah. matter scored for a finish mm, yeah. and the, the minute i saw that i just said well that is exactly what you want in the team and that is kilkenny and That's people Cody. Talk about, it's well I don't know. Shakodi didn't run up and down the side. That's true. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's up to the players to go and do it. Like, and they yeah. did it. And that's one trait that has never left the Kenny team. And mm. I'm just thinking from a from a Limerick perspective, if someone had to say, you know, what is most, what is the best thing about a Limerick team, I'd love them to say it. Their honesty and their hard work. And whether they're at that level or not yet, I don't know. But that's the one thing I love about the Kenny, and that's why, as you said there, Henry, it always gives them a chance. So come back to Cork then. Yes, Patrick Collins has been exceptional, and maybe the defence in previous years, you know, has I don't know, let them down in the right word. But I think if you go back to that game two years ago, you know, it was our forwards kind of went missing for for large periods of the second half as well. So and the again, and and Henry gave us the the statistic there. There's a lot of new players in that Cork team since two years ago, and and again. Stats are what you make of them, right? And just because you know Cork have only won was what you say, like six or seven of the last twenty-five outings, will that should that have any bearing on the game on Sunday? For me, anyway, it shouldn't. If I'm a player, and we listen, I can speak perfectly about this because in Limerick, all we heard about for such a long time was 1973, 1973, mm-hmm. losing the All Irelands. You haven't we beat Kilkenny in the in the All Ireland quarter final in 2018, and the, all the talk was about well, you haven't beaten them since 1973. And we were like, but you're 1973. I wasn't even born. Yeah, born. I was 20 years away from being born. I just think I don't believe in any of this type of stuff. And I think that's what we've done well in Limerick in recent years is all them numbers are a waste of time. We have to create our own history now. And it's up to these Cork players now to create their own history. It's well spoken about that they're on a crest of a wave. Their county's on a crest of a wave. They've obviously got players coming. Uh, the Cork noise is back. And, I, you know... But again, as someone said to me the other day, like you look at Jack O'Connor, who for me is freakish in terms of his pace, but like, you know, 
if you go back to 2007 All Ireland final where Shane Hickey was a young green cornerback mm. from Limerick and yeah. he stuck who in, went it, who went in on top of him who went in on top of him <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. And before he knew it it was nearly game over mm. so like I don't think I would be fairly surprised if Jack O'Connor doesn't get a clip or two early on as as well as other Cork players but I, I think if if Kilkenny can bring the physicality element to it like they did against Limerick two years ago I think there's only going to be one winner and one winner only but I don't think it's going to be that straightforward I think Cork's pace is they're the fastest team in the country and I think above and Crow Park they can utilise that and in fairness to Kieran Kingston you know he's done a fantastic job but again I said it Sunday night it's so funny like you look at Wexford with Davy Fitz right if, if that ball against Kilkenny didn't go over the bar it was a goal they've been in Leinster final against Dublin Some small margins and now if Tony Kelly stuck that which you'd give it 99 times out of 100 he would you know we're all giving out about Cork so it's fine margins it's, it's funny really but uh, their pace I, is incredible I, I think Mikey to be here, Shane referenced that I think Kieran Kingston uh, Dermot Sullivan they've done a great job and they've they've got that bit of resilience and bit of steel that wasn't definitely there in 2018-19 you know so uh, I think they have definitely improved you mentioned Jack O'Connor there Jesus watching him there Saturday night he's electrifying you know mm. so I'd say he would bring something different and new. And then you have the mixture of the experience of, of Horgan, who seems to be coming back into form. So, and I, I, like Robert Downey, to be fair, was tested last Sunday, uh, last Saturday, actually. Uh, Ron Hayes gave him a third time for the first 10, 12 minutes, but he responded very well. And geez, he was brilliant come the end of it. So I definitely like what I'm seeing. The big thing for me and Shane references is that you take him on Corker training. They're playing two inside. It's nice ball. They want to give nice ball. The defenders are Mark and Horgan and Jack O'Connor where they're spinning out to the wings. And, and But you take it when they come up against Kilkenny and TJ Reid is coming after you hitting the ball or Billy Ryan or Agent Mullen. So your delivery of the ball then into your forwards, there's going to be a lot of more pressure. Yeah, and that's going to be the thing then. Can the Jack O'Connors and, you know, the, the Horgan's these win that kind of 50-50 ball that Kilkenny probably... You know, Norm, from their training base, what's taking place inside in Kenny would be more used to that ball inside in training. So that'll be one of the interesting facets of the game, I think. Yeah. Henry, Henry can I just ask you one question? Um, so we'll say when, when we were in the All-Ireland final in 2018 and Galway started coming back and coming back and coming back, right? And while we spoke a lot about creating our own history, not uh, thinking about the past, as a player, and I spoke to a lot of players about this, is 1994 came into my head, kind of saying, oh no, are we going, is this going to be the same as 94, where Offaly came back at Limerick? When you were one. As, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but my question here is that, if Cork <laughs> find themselves five or six, if, if, if Cork find themselves five, six, seven points up in the home straight, will what happened in 2018, could it, come into, could it come into the semi-final, could it come into play if Kilkenny were to get a run on them, considering that they obviously should have closed out that game. I think maybe so, but what I've seen, and I, Rory might be better here, what I've seen from these young fellas is that they're used to winning now. They're used to mm. having teams coming back, in, but they're used to getting over the line. And then, to be fair to you, when you think back to your story, you probably weren't at that stage. You hadn't experienced that. So, so I think that's going to be the big challenge. But that, look, we can talk here for mm. hours and hours, but when it comes down to that's what you're talking about, Shane. It's those fine margins. It's it's how you respond. Because mm. in that game in 2019, from the 14th minute to the 52nd minute, Kenny scored eight points. Cork scored zero points. So you think back to the Munster final when Tipper under Cosh from Limerick. You're looking at the Tipperary players saying, "Someone stand up here and deliver something. Either win a hard ball, win a free, 
And that's it, Shane. Isn't that it? Like it's it's those fine margins mm. when when well, it comes well, down yeah. to it, you know. And and I think Shane, you gave a great interview in fairness after I don't know, had you gotten man of the match? Or was it just we you we were you were the first person we grabbed after the game against Galway? Or sorry, after the game against Cork, where you said, mm. you know, look, we're coming back up here in a couple of weeks' time and I hope we're not coming back. I think the words you used, I hope we're just not coming back. Like like previous Limerick teams that were not just coming up to march behind the band. Was, mm. something, was, was that correct? Yeah, yeah, spot on. yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, and that always stuck in my head. And I, and I said, you know what? Fair balls to him because that's exactly the attitude that you need when you're going in to try and write your own history. And I think there's an element to that that probably Waterford and Cork probably need to take into both mm. matches over the weekend. And whether that's good enough, I, I, I don't know. I'd be... Okay. I'd be nervous enough for, for uh, on, on Sunday. I think Kilkenny are definitely, you know, I think they have, I wouldn't necessarily go along with the fact that they've been disrespected. I think that I wouldn't go, I just, they're not being talked about in the glowing terms that we would mm. always associate mm. with Kilkenny. Uh, because they, as, as we mentioned earlier, they have, they don't necessarily have the star quality just yet. Sort of, you know, sprinkled across the team, but that's obviously coming. Go on, prediction then, Rory, go on. I, 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 but I, I actually, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, like, but I, I, I actually think Kenny will win the game. Yeah. Okay. Henry. Yeah, I think, and Shane referenced the last match. It's a couple of weeks in the row again for for Cork. Will it take the you know Kieran, Kieran Kingston saying after the week that a couple of knocks, a couple of tight hamstrings, it's a short turnaround again um, for them. So, and I think Kenny are improving steadily. I think the confidence is growing. The panel is getting stronger as well. So, um, yeah, for that reason, I think Kenny will, will have uh, too much. Okay, Shane, have you, can you give a shout to your fellow Munster men? I don't know. I, I said on Sunday, I think, Cork, geez, this now, but it is their third week in the bounce and Kilkenny are coming in a small bit under the radar. And... I'm not so sure, by the way, Shane, just on that, I I don't know if that's such a big deal with lads when they're average age of the... Like uh, there'll be other issues that I'd have with Cork, but the the the, the playing week on week when your average age is twenty three years of age is that really such a big deal? No, but that's no. But as as you said, if you got to pick up an injury and you miss two or three days, mm. all of a sudden you're only three or four days to recover. So it's not so much to playing. It's if you got a couple of niggles and it takes a couple of days to recover, and that's the problem. So sorry, Rory, I'm sitting on the fence here because I actually mm. don't know. It's a hard yeah. one to call. It's you do look confused, I, Shed. I, I say, he's only he's only worried about Limerick lads. I play Cork on Sunday. I'm going to go to Kenny today, but by the weekend I'm going to be Okay, his column tomorrow will say something different. Uh, yeah, uh, so. All right, lads. Well, look, great games. Look forward to. They're live on RTE two and they're live on RTE Radio one, and we'll have uh, full co- live blogs, reports, reaction, etc. On the RTE website and the new and the RTE news app. And uh, if you want wall to wall Olympics, that's the place to go to. If there's bags under my eyes, it's because of the Olympics. Anyway, I say thank you to Henry. Yeah. I say thank you to Shane, and thank you to Rory. And we will catch you all again next week. Thank you very much. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in hurling, I love players that never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar.